0: Howdy, it's time for another edition of Colt Nero Chat, a Wednesday evening show, post-Champions League show. I'm Jeremy, joined per usual by Robbie, and we're going to be talking all about Atletico Madrid's 1-1 draw with Man United at the Wanda Metropolitano on Wednesday. Uh, Robbie, your general observations from this game, which saw Atletico take an early lead but then lose it late.
1: Yeah, general observations. Um I thought this match was actually quite similar to the one we saw against Levante in some ways um, and I thought that Atletico looked really good From they were really well set up with Joe Felix and Correa pressing from the front uh, the the kind of agility of Herrera and Condogby in the middle Um, he, he used Lodi and Llorente's defensive uh, tendencies well to to close down the Rashford and Sancho helped then by behind by Versalco and and Reynaldo to Reynaldo to give them a little bit of uh, solidity and and yeah I think it was good for a while but then just that that blip at the end was um could, could prove costly but um yeah it was it was decent
0: probably uh, in in a sense as expected, right? Because it, it ends with a draw. These are two teams that, as we talked about on a couple podcasts recently, have very similar strengths, but very similar weaknesses, so it makes sense that they would end up playing to a draw. And with the the abolishment of the away goals rule, uh, the second leg is going to decide everything next month at Old Trafford, so that'll be fun and exciting. That it, it, it basically resets to zero. Um, Ilanga's 80th minute equalizer uh, doesn't count for double as it would have in previous seasons. Is that something to be optimistic about for Atletico? Can they repeat this performance at Old Trafford?
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't know how much Manchester United have left in them. I don't really know how well they can play. Um, uh, they were, I think that they were, they've got serious, serious issues I, 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 um, uh, from a number of Uh, from tactical issues, intensity, um, they've got a lot of, like there's a lot of players just out of form. I don't think the mood is very good in the camp right now. Um, So, uh, while going to Old Trafford uh, at one stage would have been fairly daunting, right now, I, I just don't know how uh, yeah i don't know how or i don't know if manchester united can respond you think they it's going to be ferocious but then in reality they just can't muster the the, the ability to to care enough so mm. i don't really know yeah i don't i don't really know um i don't really know uh, in, in reality this is two poor teams i've got Manchester United fans back in Ireland and, and they were telling me how, how poor United were and I was kind of trying to explain to them that Atletico are really struggling and yeah. in the in, in the in, during the game tonight I was a sexton saying like yeah I, I didn't believe you how bad Man United really were because uh, yeah they were I I thought they were I thought they were pretty dreadful so um so yeah the uh, the I think Atletico were good tonight but I think Manchester United were also pretty pretty awful.
0: I think Atletico did a few things quite well in this game. And that first half, Robbie was like turning back the clock five or six years and watching some of those older Cholismo-style teams. Uh, Atletico were pressing high, pressing intently. They went into the half a goal up after Joao Felix headed Atleti into the lead in the seventh minute. Uh, United looked just lost. So many ball losses in midfield. Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba were terrible in the first half. Um and Preneta's ended up playing all all 90 minutes and assisted the equalizer but like I'm, I'm watching this midfield and I'm thinking these guys cost a combined 200 million euros and they're losing the ball this sloppily and this easily when Atletico have had like these same problems uh it was amazing like United were not prepared at all for Atletico to dig in as they did defensively in the first half and that plan nearly worked to perfection uh is this something atletico can use as a springboard for the upcoming games or is this just kind of a, a one-off tailored to this particular opponent kind of thing
1: yeah i i think that the the team selection tonight was was and i know it's funny how how, how narrative can drive these things and if atletico win tonight it's it's oh my god amazing and then that one counter-attack and and um and, and all of a sudden, it kind of takes the sh- sh- shine completely off it. But I, I think I do think that that first half is. I, d- I think the problem with Atletico tonight ended up being the fact that when once Atle- and this is a problem that Atletico have had in, in uh, on many occasions this season. Once they get into their end game, like in chess, when when they get into, they don't know how to play. They, they, they aren't sure. Do we, do we go for a second? Do we sit back and invite them on? And then you end up kind of doing neither and you, you just kind of end up... The game kind of falls into this state of, OK, who wants to take control of it here? And it kind of, that lull kind of happened just before the goal. Um, and, and Simeone made the substitutions and maybe Griezmann and, and, and Thomas Lamar didn't have a chance really to kind of get up to speed with the game. And I thought Griezmann probably should have actually noticed the danger uh, from Bruno Fernandez and, and Atletico were badly exposed. I thought Reynillo was really poor for that, and also Jan Oblak's positioning was terrible. But um, but just back to the point about the the first half, I, I think that the so so I think like I said the 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 structure of the team was way better. This is actually a similar game to the Levante one where Levante played right through Atletico. Atletico tried to go too narrow and they couldn't, cross, they couldn't cover enough ground um, uh, uh, going across the field. Mm. And uh, But tonight what they did was they had Correa and Joe Felix working really hard in tandem to prevent Fred from getting the ball in the build-up. Against Levante, Suarez and Correa were completely disconnected. Or sorry, it was Cunha and and Correa who were completely right. disconnected, and and they 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 weren't um, closing down Pepe. So so Levante had an option going right in right to the defensive midfielder, Fred, a, Atle- Manchester United, the, the pass had to be really on for them to give to, to Fred they don't trust him fully so he's not part of their build-up unless it's um unless it's a, 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 like a an almost certainty so so they're not like trying to squeeze that ball into him for him to start to build up so so that was one thing that worked and also sorry so, oh yes and so then coming backwards Herrera and Kondogbia could close that ground quicker so for example against Levante it was Koke being asked to push up on Pepe Lou, and he just doesn't cover as much ground as Herrera or Kondogbia. and I thought they were really good at um, moving both laterally and, and vertically um, during to stop Manchester United really seeing those spaces and exploiting them and then on the other side of it you, so, so, so that meant the middle was covered and then it's a matter of making sure that when the ball goes out to the wings, Atletico Madrid had them closed down. So so Llorente and Lodi were doing really well to kind of shift across and then Condobia would come to help. Joe Felix would then kind of trap the ball carrier, Lindelof, or uh, Maguire on the other side. And then they'd have to come back and start again, where Correa would be. And it was just a really good, it just looked like a really good, uh, well-planned well and well... Implemented um, or well executed press, and then in the second half, Atletico kind of got a little bit a little sloppier, lazier. They didn't, weren't really sure how to attack, and the game kind of got into that state where they're not. They don't really. They don't really feel comfortable. And then all of a sudden, it was just uh, they, they they conceded that goal. So yeah, that that first half was really impressive, and I thought they looked excellent. Uh, and the tactics were really good from Simeone, but unfortunately. They let, that, uh, they let the, the, the dark side of them come out then in the second half. and It could mean they're knocked out in, in three weeks' time.
0: Yeah, letting that lead slip, uh, is that, that was a, a bad goal to concede. and We'll talk about how, how things went wrong in the second half and in a moment here. There was talk before the game, Robbie, about how Atletico were going to line up, whether it was going to be three at the back, a return to the 3-5-2, or the 4-4-2 that we've seen in, in recent weeks. And Atletico kind of played it both ways in for the first 60, 70 minutes of this game until um, Halhanik made his changes that kind of swung the pendulum back in United's favor. Um, I thought this was a, a great performance, speaking of the midfield from Kondogbia as well as Herrera, uh, and a couple of very positive appearances for Herrera uh, in the last week against Osasuna and now against Man United. I thought in the first half, he was a calming, controlling influence on the ball, ended up attempting the most passes of any Atletico player, and Kondogbia was just blowing up everything in the first half. Uh, Pogba and Bruno kept trying to play through him, and Kondogbia was just psyched, just he kept out-muscling them and winning the ball back, and it really looked too easy for Atletico, and they were certainly deserving of this lead. Uh, Joao Felix has talked quite often about how much he likes these big European games, This was his first Champions League goal of the season, a thunderous diving header to beat David De Gea, and it looked like all was well. Um, The Kodogbia-Herrera pairing, Dermot Corrigan caught this, um, and I had not thought of this until he tweeted it. First time they'd been paired together all season uh, in Koke's absence and DePaul uh, sliding to the bench. Uh, You didn't really notice Koke's absence in this game, did you?
1: No, not at all. It yeah. was actually it was it was addition by subtraction in a way because I think that I think that Atletico have been probably a little bit too reliant on him and they had to go a different way and I do think that Herrera, while he does have that um, uh, tendency to make mistakes and 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 he's also willing more than willing to take risks and he's kind of he's kind of a little bit of a free spirit a little bit of a maverick and I do think you need uh, <laughs> yeah I know it's all about control and discipline but you do need those mavericks on the team and condogbia too like he's a little bit erratic at times but the kind of guy who can um or is willing to to take a chance and uh, yeah and and the same with rodrigo de Paul in terms of you, you, yeah, I I just think Rodrigo De Paul has uh, has been asked to do something that he's not very good at. I was just right. looking at his stats. I was just looking at his stats before the game. You signed him from Udinese and his main thing was touches in the box, shots and um, uh, creating uh, yeah, touches in the penalty area, uh, being in the attacking third and just just being a presence there and you take that away from him and and put him into a different role and and as we've seen this season uh, a shell of this of of the player that they thought they were signing and i think that Jorente does much better there because he firstly he's kind of accustomed to it to what Simeone wants from him and he's also played in that right back role and he's had a chance to kind of understand and appreciate what versalco's trying to do what is expected of a right midfielder and he's also played further forward so he kind of knows exactly where to be when to be there and and how to how to get there so i think that um yeah like i've, I've been critical of Simeone all year and and i but i think tonight he he, he did really well and, and i think that if it wasn't for that kind of lapse in concentration at the end we'd be sitting uh, we'd be sitting there uh talking about atletico madrid win
0: yeah or if either of those two chances went out the crossbar would have gone in we'd be talking about a 2-1 win um but yeah i think you're right about Simeone. we have both been pretty critical of how Simeone has approached a, a large portion of this season uh some of his decisions have of course been conditioned by the absences injuries suspensions mostly injuries uh but i think in the absence of his club captain and in the absence of Yannick Carrasco, who was pretty consistently Atletico's most dangerous player from wide areas, um, he had to turn to something new. And I, I don't really think he stumbled upon it, but I, I think he's found something here with this Kondogbia-Herrera pairing in certain situations. Um, Kondogbia is very physically strong and athletic and defensively responsible. Herrera is has always been a skillful passer uh, with good passing range. We just haven't often seen it particularly against uh in in the big games against uh against uh big opposition against the top light teams i don't think united can are like a top tier team anymore when you compare them to city liverpool chelsea but still this was a big game and a big night in the knockout stages of the champions league and they both acquitted themselves as well i also thought renan lodi had a really good night robbie um I'm not sure what Raniak was thinking with that Lindelof versus Lodi matchup, but Lodi won it convincingly, uh, an assist coming from that side. And he just gave him the runaround for over an hour. Uh, Lodi is a guy that has been very inconsistent the past two seasons after a very promising debut in 2019-20. What's the role for him going forward? Cause he's, he's got value. He's a really classy um, individual talent. Uh, his crossing can be very dangerous. He's got a good chemistry with Joao Felix. What's his role going forward?
1: But I, I think I think the same could be said for any of these players and I know you mm. don't get the chance to play Manchester United every season or sorry every game and I know <laughs> that that, that, that and, and I don't mean that I, I I what I mean is Manchester United are are so confident that they play their own style and they don't really think to m- Think too much about um, about stopping you playing. Whereas when you're playing Levante and when you're playing uh, teams teams like that, and uh, Atletico Madrid have to be on the forefront, and it's them being react proactive. Whereas against Manchester United tonight, it was more a case of letting Manchester United do them, do themselves damage, and then and then Atletico having the the, the willingness. And being given the opportunities then to to, to counter and to play football because Manchester United were so concerned with their own game and I think that Atletico need to do that for the rest of the season. Play football. Just go out and be proactive and play football and they'll win win 70% of games. If not more, because because they have the talent, and I think that's and that's the very reason why I and yes, I am going to bring it up, but that's the reason why I said it about Joe Felix earlier. I was like, this is perfect for him because the, he's I I just felt like he was going to be given a chance to just play football instead of being worried about them, um, and I and I know there's some element of having to defend, and I'm not just saying forget defending but he was being given the chance to just play um and and I think that that's what this it's 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 a pretty simple um <laughs> pretty simple uh, tactical or a change of mind and we saw that with Kandabia and um, and Herrera tonight two guys who so so, Coke has been kind of indoctrinated into the way of Cholo. He he's, he's he he know he's he's the embodiment of Cholo on the field. He's afraid of taking a risk, and I know that he offers something that no other player offers. But maybe that little bit of fearlessness is a good thing, and maybe Herrera not being a maverick is a good thing, and maybe Joe Felix not conforming is a good thing, and 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 use that and use that uh, uh, willing uh, that want. To, to, to play football uh, you use that to your advantage and just let them play because they've like you look down along the bench then tonight they had um, the commentator said it on the telly as well he was saying like Griezmann Suarez Lamar Depaul all on the bench I mean the talent in this squad is ridiculous and I know we've been reconditioned to think that oh well maybe they're not that good no 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 the talent is there and I think um, it, 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 and, and that's another point on Joe Felix is that to his credit in all of the big games or, or most of them he performs and he has got he's got an edge to him he's got a a, a kind of a, a petulance to him that comes across maybe as being um, uh being a bad thing when it's in opposition to Diego Simeone and he's kind of going against a club legend but it's a petulance that and a kind of an edge that, that you want to see from your, your best players that cost 126 million this kind of I want to give me the ball and I will make a fool out of someone <laughs> and I think he does that and there was a, there was one time tonight when I looked at him and he was after being pulled down and he just kind of this this kind of or no sorry he was after taking a shot a ridiculous audacious effort uh, never gone in, or what? Maybe one in a hundred of them got hits the target, even. But uh, and he just kind of smiled, this kind of cheeky grin. I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I mean, uh, okay, sometimes they don't work out, but you want to kind of embolden players like that on the field, and um, and I think that that's the way forward. That's the path for Atletico if um, if Simeone is willing to accept the risk that goes with
0: it. Like Joao gives them so much inspiration and so much invention and innovation on the pitch where where it isn't elsewhere in this squad uh, his goal tonight where he mcguire plays him on side and then he just gets a good two steps on him and, and mcguire's got no chance uh, neither does De Gea on on this header that rings in off the post it's a great delivery from lodi and an even better header from from felix who he does love these big games and at old trafford in um in three weeks time he is. he's going to have to get another start. I think he absolutely should start again, and he's going to have to be the focal point um, where we have seen that relatively infrequently in the past nearly three years, two and a quarter years, that Felix has not, this attack has not been built around him and it has not been adequately tailored to his strengths and suited to him. And we saw that for a good chunk of this game tonight where uh, he ran the show, uh, five shots. He had Atletico's only shot on target in the entire game for better or worse, and it was... Uh, the opening goal, which was 10 minutes from being the winning goal, Robbie. And he's replaced by Griezmann in the second half, and we'll talk about the substitutions, but I thought this was a tremendously encouraging performance for him. And he played he played well against Osasuna at the weekend, scored the opening goal there. Um, perhaps this is a, a turning point for him. Perhaps he's turning the corner, and uh, as he goes, I think Atletico will go uh, because he's so talented, and there's so much skill and creativity and invention there but we just don't always see it for one reason or another. Uh, The second half looked like it was going much the same way as the first. Atletico continued to win the midfield battle. Kondabia and Herrera playing on a yellow card, still playing very well. But then uh, Haufhaniak makes some changes, Robbie, that kind of swing momentum back in United's favor. They didn't look like much, but they really did... um, improve how United played. Nemanja Matic coming on, Aaron Wan-Bissaka coming on, Alex Tell is replacing Luke Shaw. I think all three of those changes helped uh, United retain possession and solidify their midfield. And Wan-Bissaka came on, Lodi comes off 10 minutes later after Lindelof couldn't do anything to stop him. Uh, Simeone's response was Lema and Griezmann with 15 minutes to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think... Um... Uh, I I was surprised he took both of them off both the 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 players on the left off at the same time. I thought he would have maybe taken. Although well, Correa was playing excellent as well, he and was. And, I, and I just thought, and I thought that Joe Felix was playing so well. It's like just give him the ninety minutes. Are you what what's? I don't really I didn't really get the reasoning behind taking him off. And I, I to be honest with you, I know that you like I know Joe Felix was um, was. Uh, he went off to a standing ovation and he applauded the crowd and, and it was nice to see that like that all his teammates still have his back and um uh, they, they were up to to greet him and congratulate him when he came off the bench but there was 15 minutes left and he was looking he still looked quite dangerous I just don't get what what are you protecting him are you I, yeah. I, I, is, what what why why are you taking him off um and if it was a substitution for the sake of a substitution maybe okay but like I don't know. I don't really get why they, why he, he he sacrificed Joe Felix. And maybe it was a case of it was, It just felt like it was the kind of sub that was written out before the start of the game, and I and I hate when when um, yeah. when managers. I don't like when managers do that. So yeah, and 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 they just happened to concede straight after that, so it made it even worse. But uh, yeah, I, I, I um. The subs didn't really do a, a whole bunch. Well, Griezmann had that effort. I think it probably would have been offside anyway. But um, no, and it was a decent response from Atletico after they did concede the goal. But do you know what? Like we're talking here, um, and and I, and I feel like the problem is that you know the way like when when um after after a first leg, you kind of have an idea. Of how the second leg might go, or uh, no, you might be wrong, but you you have some sense of what you think might happen. In this in this game in this tie, Atletico Madrid could ship three or four goals against United at Old Trafford, and I feel like the same is is, is uh, it, the same could be said about Manchester United. Now I know that they are at home, but they could easily concede two or three against Atletico, and and I just think this tie is is so um, is still completely up for grabs, and I don't really know who it's just it's just a case of who's kind of less bad in the second leg I think
0: yeah if if the away goals role were still intact I would feel a lot worse about what happened with the uh mm. the elanga goal 10 minutes from time I mean it was a nice passage of play United had more space on this counterattack than they had had at any point in the game previously it was a, a ball loss along the boundary Bruno Fernandez gets it in midfield which just Acres of space ahead of him. And then Reynaldo just fails to cut out the pass. So it was very poor defending by Reynaldo, But a good finish from Ilanga, uh, the Swedish teenager who Hanyuk has really liked. He's And he's provided him a a lot lately. So, yeah, the second leg, I I think Correa just went on the television and said the second leg is going to be similar to this one. Decided by the small details. And Simeone will be pleased by what happened. But, you know, the the tie is, it's basically set at zero. Uh, At 1-1 and really can't be overly surprising given, as, as we said at the outset, how these teams are structured, their their respective strengths and weaknesses, the balances and imbalances. Um, I think a, a positive, another positive Atletico can take from this game is that they kept Cristiano Ronaldo quiet. Now he has exploded in the second leg against Atletico before when he was a Juventus player, and of course his exploits when he was playing for Madrid. Uh, but Ronaldo only had two shots, neither of them on target. I think Savage did a really good job blanketing him. Uh, Jimenez has also played a very good game despite taking few touches. I think I think both teams will be reasonably pleased with this. I think United will be more pleased, though, because Atletico could have and would have won this game on another day. And for the second leg next month, you expect Koke will be back. Uh, Daniel Voss could return by that time. Uh, It'll probably probably be too soon for Cunha and Carrasco is still suspended, so potentially a couple more candidates to uh, to throw their hats in the ring for a a starting bid. But overall, I I don't think Atletico should be too disappointed with how this one went. But on another day, they could have won, and that concession, uh, that goal allowed in the last ten minutes could be could be a killer. That said, Atletico did do some really good things on Wednesday night. Controlled the midfield and. They they looked as authoritative and displayed as, as good an attitude and as good a rhythm as they have all season, Robbie.
1: No, and that is that's that's absolutely right. Like uh, I think that they that and that's a good word for it. They had a really nice rhythm, and it felt like Manchester United just couldn't couldn't. Um, it, it was just just looked like really good coach and really good plan. Every time Manchester United player turned, let it go there. And the yep. other thing was, yep. I th- I think they kind of, I think they kind of showed off. A little bit of the shrewdness that that they hadn't shown in a long time. Like yeah. they had been, they had been fouling in ridiculous places, losing their head. No, I think Reynaldo, and he has shown this in the last couple of games. I think I think he showed signs of maybe having that kind of a streak in him. I don't know. We'll have to wait to gather more evidence on that front. But I just think that he looked a little bit um, like he like he for example he got booked. He fouled Pogba, which is fine. Uh, whatever, and he, he and as a defender going up to the linesman and getting booked for that, ridiculous um, to do that. Uh, and and actually, you know what? That's around the time the game started to kind of change, and and then uh, the Atletico kind of it's a little bit of a lull then. And and Reynaldo, I think for the for the for the for the Langa's goal as well, he just dived in and it looked. It was one of those. It was like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, if you can't get to that, uh, run with it. Run right. with the striker rather than diving in because he, he almost he twisted himself into a pretzel trying to get to it. Nearly hurt his knee. Um, he nearly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I I worry that he has that streak in him and it's kind of coming out now. And and uh, in in the big moments, that's not really great when you're trying to replace Mario Hermosa, who's kind of he's been dropped basically because of that streak and um and Felipe too and yeah I just think that uh that they, in the first half when they had things under control they were playing like the shrewd, astute uh uh Atletico Madrid and then as the game went on there was a couple of moments where it was silly fouls that were unnecessary and kind of talking to the ref and Jimenez lost his head uh, for the Ronaldo free and got booked and yep. just silly silly stuff you know and then uh, and then they concede the goal and then you're you know and you kind of these these are all the things that you need to be in control of as um, as contenders for anything and I think that Atletico did it for about sixty or sixty five minutes and then that 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 old uh, as I said dark side um, of of Atletico came out to come out to play again.
0: Luis Suarez didn't appear in this game, Robbie. Uh, are you surprised by that?
1: Uh, well, I was actually thinking maybe he would come on, but I think then at the... Uh, um, uh, uh, Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, he didn't look too happy to be on the bench, and, and even for Joe Felix's goal he, he kind of forced himself to celebrate, <laughs> I think. But... But... Uh, yeah but, um i think the fact that correa was working so hard and he was the leading the, the he was leading the line so why why would you take him off for suarez who's not going to do that and i think i think um uh angel correa won the ball back like poof, it felt like maybe five or six times um, um on during the second half there and that's something that luis suarez hasn't done like couple of years right. now it feels like yeah. so so um so yeah I, I think the only place he was going to come on the only person he was going to come on for was Correa and Correa was playing so well that he, he wasn't and Correa's kind of um yeah Correa's got that kind of attitude and 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 uh, the Argentinian uh, bond with with Simeone and I, and I feel like he really trusts him as a, as a big game player too so he um he didn't uh yeah but he <laughs> Oh sorry, it was. Uh, and Luis Suarez is the one to lose out. So um, so yeah, I think that that's probably going to be the way for the for the for the for the rest of the season. To be honest with you,
0: it's something that we have hinted at and intimated and, and even said a few times this season. Even though Suarez has remained somewhat productive and scored a ridiculous goal at the weekend against Osasuna, Atletico's best team doesn't have him in it anymore. Uh, because of his lack of movement, his lack of mobility and the concessions needed to get the best out of him. And and Correa was playing really well. I thought Correa and Versalco too. While well, we're talking about individuals, they both had very good games. Versalco's passing is well nothing to write home about, and Atletico still need to upgrade that position badly over the summer. But defensively, Versalco got stuck in. And his work rate and his attitude are just exceptional, and I wouldn't necessarily mind if Atletico signed Versalco to a short-term extension. I think characters like him the injuries he's overcome and the positional battles he's been forced into, um, and he's still around, he's still here, uh, signed for Atletico six years ago, and he's still here, I consider giving Versalco a a short-term extension.
1: Yeah, and and for a guy who was completely written off, um, at one point... During his career, during his time at Atletico, I think he's done incredibly well. Um, for uh, and he was, and he was good again tonight, and he's got he's got a lot of the traits of Simeone. It's kind of funny that Simeone never trusted or never um gave him those chances because he he does have a lot of the of the of the traits that Simeone uh, values in a player. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's I I think he's been very good as well, and I thought he was good again tonight.
0: So, it's, it's 1-1 after 90 minutes, halfway through the tie. And it is all open for... It's, it's gonna be open season at Old Trafford, man. It, that's gonna be um, an electric game in a few weeks' time. But, a few games to go uh, in the interim. Atletico back in La Liga this weekend. They will stay at the Wanda Metropolitano to face Celta Vigo, a team that has given Atletico trouble intermittently over the years. Um, it's the late game on Saturday, the late kickoff. Celta are on the fringes of the European places, currently sitting ninth in La Liga, uh, 7 points adrift of Villarreal in 6th, and 6 points behind uh, La Real, who were pumped in the Basque Derby on Sunday. That was the first time Athletic beat La Real by 4 goals in a Basque Derby in 60 years. I think that's the stat I saw.
1: Yeah, that that's, the kind of, that's the pain yeah, that was really ugly and that's Oof. the kind of game that can put a manager into uh put a manager under pressure and I know Imanol Aguacil has been excellent for Real Sociedad but
0: That's wow. a derby.
1: Yeah, that that's a that's a proper beating, yeah. yeah.
0: You can't lose that game like that. And La Real are, are at a goal humming along at a goal per game this year with some of the attacking talent they have. That's an interesting situation to monitor. But as for Celta's visit this weekend, Robbie, uh, Celta are in pretty decent form right now, haven't lost any of the past five. Um, we know that Thiago Aspas is going to lead their line, and we know the kind of talent he is. Uh, what are you expecting out of this game? At Atletico, we have learned to kind of expect the unexpected this season, but can Atletico uh, keep this rhythm and keep this momentum going?
1: Uh, again it depends what he does, and it depends who's available but but that it that looks like and I know as I said, you don't get to play Manchester united every day, and I mean that in a, I don't mean that in a you in know a, in a smart as I what do you say in America smart you, you like smarter smart? a smart ass we say <laughs> this, like a smart aleck, like a smart yeah. I'm not, like I'm not being smart when I say that I'm not being uh, facetious but um but uh, the yeah, uh, like Celtic, and actually, do you know what Celtic Vigo are a little bit like that? They play their own way, and they'll come out and play against Atletico on it. But I, and I think maybe Simeone might be thinking, and I, I've I've taught this before, and I I I've said this before, and I thought, oh, maybe we've got something now, and he's come out and completely changed it around again. But uh, I do think that maybe Simeone was watching that tonight and thinking, okay, we, we've we've found we found the formula. Now it's just a matter of making sure that. Uh, we we just keep working on it and refining it and refining it and and uh, we can we can go from there. But uh, yeah, again, it'll come down to just how how long um how uh what 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 team he decides to play, who's available, and and uh, yeah, just w- which which Atletico Madrid show up, I guess.
0: Yeah, hard to say with with kickoff still a, a few days away here. But Celta are a, kind of an erratic team. Uh, they failed to beat Levante last time out. But then again, Atletico had two chances to beat Levante this year and didn't do it either time. Uh, they've got several very talented players. Uh, Fran Beltran at the base of their midfield has had a good season. Uh, Bryce Mendez is very talented. We know about Iago Aspas. Santimina is also a good player. They have a good defense. It'll be a tricky game, and as you said, Celta are a team that that likes to have the ball. They like to impose their style and impose their will against most opposition. So, going to be a, a tricky one to call, and we know Atletico's home form has been anything but spectacular this season, and a victory will get them back into the top four, at least temporarily
1: yeah yeah and uh but but I, I do I, yeah I, I I would imagine that Simeone is going all out now for for this uh champion well, uh I'm sure he has his eyes on this, so again I, it just comes down to who who's available and, and and how he wants to play and i I wouldn't be wouldn't be putting my money on trying to figure out which version of Atletico Madrid shows up,
0: yeah, who knows uh I would expect one of Fri- uh, Felipe or Hermoso to re-enter the team since neither one played tonight. Uh, probably a start for Lema, a start for Carrasco. Given uh, Lema only played fifteen minutes tonight, Carrasco didn't play due to his suspension. And beyond that, I an mean, black and gold, But beyond that, the team is going to be relatively difficult to call. So for the time being, I'll, I'll call it a draw. And Celta are are a, a tough team uh, to analyze themselves on mm. on occasion. Uh, but a draw seems fair. Yeah, I'd
1: say so as well. Uh, like, um, Atletico should have the, uh, the the enough to beat them, but uh, with, as you said, Celta Vigo are actually in a fine fine run of form at the moment themselves, and, and they do play that kind of that uh, all or nothing strategy. So it's uh, it, they could very well come out and, and, and shock Atletico and and uh, end up with a point for themselves.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be overly surprised. Uh, as we've said, Atletico sitting fifth, a uh, joint level uh with Barca on points, but Barca had the superior goal difference and a game in hand. Uh, really, a lot of the games from here on out for Atletico are going to be must-wins. And after this one, At- Atleti go to the Via Marine, Robbie, to face Betis, third-place Betis flying high Betis. And
1: they are absolutely fine. But, but again, another, th- another team that kind of plays and lets you play, and that kind of suits Atletico. So... Um. If but they 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 could put two or three past Atletico, or or else uh, Atletico. If they stick with the formula we saw tonight, and, and 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 closing down spaces, keeping the middle nice and tight, um and just try to limit the individual mistakes, and then have Joe Felix and Correa up front. I think that that. Well, I I I would back Atletico, to. Maybe not my own money, but <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> someone else's
1: money. No, no, but Atletico do have the talent to beat anyone under there. Like I mean, and I understand that Betis are in a fine vein of form. But if Atletico go out and play like they can play, then they sh- shouldn't really have too much to fear. And and Betis are the kind of team that if you if Atletico can kind of go at them with the with the intensity that they can play at, they can hurt them. And and um and Atletico kind of historically done quite well against Betis. So. Uh, but, but, again, I, I'm going to repeat myself now at this stage, but uh, <laughs> it just it just depends on what Atletico show
0: up. Yeah. But in the meantime, Celta on Saturday night at the Wanda Metropolitano, huge game in the top four race. Atletico still far from assured uh, whether they will be in the top four this season and in the Champions League next year. Uh, but in the meantime, that'll do it for this edition of Coach Nero Chat. Uh, I want to thank my guest Robbie Dunn for hopping on the show this evening.
1: No problem at all, Jeremy. We'll catch you to the weekend.
0: Yes, we will be back on Saturday to discuss Atletico and Celta win, lose, or draw. Thank you all for listening to this edition of Colt Gennaro Chat. Keep it on into the Calderon.com as well as our social media and Patreon pages, patreon.com slash Chat for bonus podcasts. In addition, make sure you subscribe to the Atletico Madrid Podcast Network on Spotify, where you can get access to all the latest episodes. Of Colchonero Chat, as well as our sister show, the Partido a Partido podcast. Until next time, adios.